I'm Jordan O'Brien, and welcome to the New Leaf Podcast. Chelsea Gallagher, welcome on the show. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Are you excited? Yeah, I'm actually nervous. <laughs> Sweaty palms. There's no need to be nervous. This isn't an interview, don't worry. <laughs> but I get the job. We'll have to let the people decide after <laughs> this episode or not. How are you keeping anyway? Not too bad, not too bad. How are you? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm looking forward to see where this tails off into anyway. <laughs> God knows. What way it goes. People will probably never want me on the show. <laughs> I can already tell this is going to be a very giggly episode <laughs> already. But there's no need to be nervous, don't worry. No. So you can relax. <laughs> Sorry. Just a nervous laugh. Anyone that knows Chelsea will know that she's not very shy anyway when it comes to talking. So I've managed mm-hmm. to find something that keeps her a little bit quiet. <laughs> it's just like being put on the spot. Like if it, I just, I don't know, just because of all the equipment around me, it's just, like I've been sitting on with a zombie, what, for the past hour? Yeah, we've been sitting chatting for an hour and a half before we <laughs> even started the podcast. And then, and then once you hit the start button, I'm like, ah! And you suddenly panic, but just pretend it's not here, right? We're just, we're I'm just, I know what I'm mostly worried about, <laughs> listening to my voice being recorded, they're going to go, oh my god, yeah. Just imagine we're standing in the warehouse, not doing anything like we normally do. <laughs> Typical. Yeah, exactly. And we're pretending that we're busy. Yeah, no, that's just my life, my little. Yeah, that's pretty much our lives and work. Anyway, um, how do you think you have coped and how little has coped during a global pandemic? Um, well, the likes of us, like I feel like we've everyone got a lot of closer, like a lot closer in the workplace. Um, everyone's drew like really good friendships like I've been so close to like you and the rest of the team like we've all sort of like really boosted one another up um we've had some rude 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 customers but sure and you just have to like laugh about it and just keep each other going more or less like third shift or whatever it is a bit hard going like with some of the shifts changing times and having to get up earlier for like different yeah, it's, it's really taken sort of a lot out of retail workers and indeed anyone that's kept working through the pandemic as yeah. well. Like the amount of effort it's taken from everyone to put a shift in, to make sure that people are being treated in hospitals, things are getting delivered to houses mm-hmm. and shops are filled. That's the kind of thing that people maybe don't see unless you've yeah. been in that environment before. So I think it is easy for people to take that for granted and just treat retail staff as almost punching bags if they're a little bit frustrated and kind of taking it out on yeah. poor old us yeah like if something's not going their way like they're not thinking from the fact that we've been up like we're like talk day we've been up from four o'clock in the morning get in they're get, we're serving them if we're still in the two o'clock we're exhausted and gratitude might be as well like do yeah. you know what i mean of how like you're coming across so it is like hard going but like i am grateful for like still being able to have a job and i'm actually very grateful how like little has like sort of treated us sort of through it like with they've given us the vouchers in the first lockdown and then now sure they're giving us more like, a, vouchers. like we like they are good to us in that way it's just 
they seem job. they seem to be a very people based kind yeah, of like, workforce. You know, they they do respect the the do put in a shift because it's one of those places where you either sink or swim. Yeah. You don't go in and have an easy day. There's no, no. such thing when like, you go in. They are good to their staff and they would be good to their staff like paying. But you are working for your money, like I yeah. in comparison to like obviously Tesco, like there's like thousands of rooms in there, and there's like two of us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know you've got someone in Tesco's, like every department really. You've got like, someone in Tesco's who will pack out, yeah. someone who will sit on the tills, someone who will do the bakery, someone who will clean the floor. Yeah. And that's four people, whereas little wants one person, person to do, do all those things. All those things at a time. So oh my god! I actually said the other day, would they not take people off? I will guide them off the lorry and go. You go with the eggs. You go with the ham. Like, dog, I would love for stuff like that to come in. All just eggs. All just this. It comes in all mixed together. I know it's not as simple as you would think it would, it would be. be, but it's. But it's nice to see that companies like that are rewarding their staff during a pandemic you know they're getting the rewards for the effort that they've put in because for the past almost year now it's been like christmas you know the intensity has been there and it's been so frantic in stores that quite frankly we deserve it it's sort of like anywhere really like you have your good days and your bad days and it's just a matter of like all of us like our teams do do we always like pick each other up and just annoy one another really <laughs> get each other through the shift yeah so you, you mentioned there as well i definitely think that we have gelled as a team over the past sort of year because it has been so busy and you need everyone working as best as they can so if you go yeah. in and you're not having a great day or someone else isn't having a great day everyone makes an effort to try and get that person lifted yeah. like and it's feeling good better. that you know you don't want it if there's stuff affecting you outside of work, even though you might want to bring it in. But it is like it's definitely like how you're performing and work. There's always someone in work that's gonna like I feel like notice, like if like you're like a bit off, you're having an off day, and the, yeah, you might want to speak about it. You might be comfortable with it, but they always work around the way of like not having you to overly come out, but like fix you up and let you know that they're there. Yeah. And then I think like that's good. Like what are we like? Do you get what I mean? Yeah, so we all, I think we can we can definitely recognise when one another is... Like, it's not themselves. Yeah, I, and you do notice it. And I think the good thing about noticing it as well, it means that we are a close-knit unit yeah. in work and also everyone pulls their weight then. It's not like an us-against-them kind of thing. Yeah. You know, if everyone's a team, then you do that little bit extra to try and make it easy for the next person. Oh, yeah, whether you're good. in the morning you try and set up the afternoon team for an easy close and likewise when you're closing down the store ready for the people coming in yeah. the next morning everything's sitting nicely for them so it just runs smoothly because yeah. there's nothing worse when it's not done i know well when it isn't done then we're not so close we all hate one another yeah that, that's when we <laughs> want to tear each other apart literally <laughs> we're going see her see you see blah, blah 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 and then then after five minutes you're like no sorry someone's actually give me a hug yeah <laughs> we're friends <laughs> i didn't mean it i only said it because i was, I was angry. angry literally that is so true but it's that kind of um camaraderie and that sort of friendship between one another that you will fight and it's like a little mini family yeah well to be fair not to just blow up my own horn okay. i think 
um, since I've seen, I am the jail. <laughs> See? Like, I feel like me have come into that store and made you all be like, oh. <laughs> Mind the mic. <laughs> like, I've made us all a unit. <laughs> and I, like, I've got everybody to go out. Like, the likes of us. Like, you, you were there before me and you didn't go out for Chinese with anybody else. Uh-uh. Not until I came to the store. <laughs> Not until we've all gone out for Chinese and eat, eat, eat. I'm just going to leave this gap for everyone in our store to completely disagree with you. No, because you all know I'm right. Okay. If you say so, this is Chelsea Gallagher now on the podcast. <laughs> uh, I uh, think you should change that. <laughs> I feel like that. I should put that in as the name and then people go, oh, you spelled it wrong. No, no. no. <laughs> Once you listen, you will understand. I completely understand it now. But I think as well, like a lot of us around like the same age, we all, like there's people in there, like you mightn't have anything like in co- like compared to like your friend group, mm-hmm. like people in there that you're friends with, you would never think that you would get along, but you get on so, so well, if you get what I mean. Like, yeah, I think there's, there's a common theme amongst all of us that we just work there so that's like the bonding kind of interest that we have and you sort of learn to develop a friendship over that like you start off just giving off or chatting about the place and then you start asking each other what you did before and then you give off a little bit more and (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it's just a constant cycle of giving off things are good Things are getting worse. Give off and then just. But like rotate. I think if I was to leave now, like there's still a good lot of people I would remain in contact with, in yeah. comparison to previous jobs. You say that you're going to stay in contact, but you don't as much if yeah. you, you know. Like my my previous place of work, I would still keep in contact with the vast majority of them, and the odd person from when I worked in Wales. Yeah, like when I worked in Zara, I don't speak to one person. Um, but like when I worked here in Waitrose, there's like the odd few that I would still remain in contact, and then ones that I might remain in contact if I didn't even see, like I would be happy. But like if I bumped into them, stop and chat for five minutes at least anyway. And that's how you know that, even though at the time you probably look and think, "Oh, I really despise this place, and I'm so glad to be out," but you miss the people. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like the the place you work could be one of the worst places you've ever worked with but mm. as long as you have good people there it makes it slightly more bearable at the time and then you sort of have a friend moving on through life that you might not speak to every day but you can just pick up a conversation as easy as yeah. anything like you can i would dread going into work but if i go into work and i go oh my god they're on they're on they're on, they're on then you feel a bit more better and you know you're gonna have like a nice day or shift or yeah. whatever you're in you know it's gonna be good work and yeah. you're going to get out on time, or you're going to get everything done, yeah. and also you're going to enjoy it as you go along. Yeah, where, like, sometimes, yeah, I'm going to leave that there. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> it's, it's a good point that you bring up. It's important that even if you take outside of work, even in your studies or whatever, if you're a university student or hobbies or anything that you do, if you surround yourself with a good group of people that you get on with, it just automatically makes everything. Everything just so much better. Yeah. It really, really does. Like, because um, even when I was in grad school, pretty much at the start, like I just 
I don't know what it is, like the, I have to think the older you get, I just get so like socially awkward and when you get to know me, like you'd go, what have I, you wouldn't I, think I, it. like if you know what I mean, like your first time meeting me, you my, were. My first interaction with you, you had resting <laughs> bitch face and I thought you didn't want to speak to me. Right. So hold that thought. So when I was in Glasgow, I went with a girl who I uh, was studying with here first, and then we went together. So we were in two different complete blocks. Like we weren't in the same student hall. Um, cause it was like the one I had. I had my own bathroom, but she was just sharing with people. So we were like two completely different things. So I, she was getting on so well in with all her flatmates, but I. Like, some of mine were there, and, like, some weren't there. I think there was only about three there, so there was still, like, another two people to come. And one was, like, a foreign exchange student from the United States. Then the other girl, she was from here. Um, I think she was from, like, Solway or something. And I was, like, fine, it's so hard to speak. And I was just, and then I was too more, like, being concerned, worrying about my friends. But then anyway, there was a girl across the hall and she was also from Derry. And uh, I opened the door and I said, oh, yeah, they're all getting... Because they were all, like, speaking and having a party, but I wasn't invited because they never spoke to any of them. So I opened the door and I went, yeah, they're getting ready and walked on. She then... I'm so close to her now. She then said... <laughs> when she, I opened the door. She went in the, She was like, who's the freaking bitch? <laughs> Just because of what my first reaction... I don't know what it is. I probably just was so awkward to smile or something. I just don't get it. Like even when some customers on tell they're like smile, and I'm like I'm happy. <laughs> what the hell? I don't get what's wrong. I, I don't want to try and burst my bubble. Burst your bubble, <laughs> but there is just like a little kind of. But deep right. Fair enough, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Right? You, you know exactly how I'm going to describe I, it. But would you, like, when you get to know me, would you think, oh, yeah, no, she's a bitch? No, not at all. Like, it's it, just yeah. a matter of, like, getting to speak to me. Like, I am just it's, so awkward. It's just starting that conversation. And I, d- I don't know if it's the fact of, like, when I was in school, having a friend group, and, like, we're all so close, but then I they bullied me the whole way through school. Like, they just picked and choose when they wanted to speak to me. Like, even when they had my formal, like, I was completely picked on. So I don't know if that now is, like, written. I just feel so yeah. awkward to just make friends or, like, speak to people. So I, like, have, like, a guard, if you get what I mean. Yeah. So that's how you have to the bitch face. Whereas I am just, like, so open and would yeah. talk to, to anyone anybody. and everyone. And I'd be like, hi. Yeah. Because I'm just like, no, if I'm, like, really close first, I'm going to make this another way, don't shut up. That's, pro- that's probably that's probably the autism. <laughs> it is because I can remember Mum described it as. So there's there's a theory that I learned about in psychology at uni called um, attachment theory, which pretty much is that, you know, you can. Culture someone to become dependent on something. I think there was a study of like, it was a. A monkey and like a metal a metal animal and they managed to almost train the monkey to become attached with this steel figure so when its mother was introduced it didn't mingle with its natural mother it mingled with this oh, thing but there is some disorders that stop you from 
recognizing that because there's a danger sometimes so with mine it was like i would say hello to strangers uh, or like would just walk off and would be content and wouldn't recognize the dangers that i was just disappearing yeah so that's probably why i can just talk to anyone like when i first went to glasgow like and like my friend like she was she's like really talkative and like gets along with everyone and i hated it because i was like she's gelling so well with her flatmates i'm finding it so hard to like even go in and even like they said like the girl who actually lived in my block like she was like when i walked into the kitchen she was like what the hell why is she not speaking to us but i had food poison so i was just like so sick so i was just going and having a bit of like small talk with her but then like after that later on i got i was so close with them and then now like one of them i'm always in contact with and we're wanting to hopefully arrange to meet up when because well like if she obviously can't come up from there she'd actually want me to come down and help decorate her room <laughs> so like do you know what i mean like even though now i've left there yeah. like i could still and from them all thinking i was a bitch at the beginning i'm all still really really close to them like together i was lucky that when i moved into my flat in uni two of the five people that i was living with already knew each other yeah. and it was so strange that they got <laughs> paired together but they came from the same sort of place and they had known each other from the age of like six or seven so because them two knew each other they were often chatty so if i got in with one i got in with the other so i was able to sit there and gel really quickly yeah and then if you live in a block with like people they're always mingling so there's always people from flats and different rooms and stuff and they're all getting to know each other and it's like a group that you sort of carry through as you progress through university and it helps you go through the uni there did you think like there wasn't was there much people from here i found four in my entire time that i went over students when I was there, there was me, the girl I went with, and then there was another boy who was from Belfast. But then the rest was all like Coleraine, Derry, Cork, like all like on like yeah. down, like Dublin and all. Like it was all like more or less towards the bottom of Ireland at all. Yeah, there wasn't many people from Northern Ireland I could imagine would go over to Wales. I think <coughs> the main places they would go would be either up home in Queens or places like Liverpool. Yeah, like, there was all, like, these wee small places at the bottom of Ireland I never even heard of. But, like, all of them were coming from, I was like, you know, you'd never think. Like, Wexford or something like, like that. But that's what I mean, like, you'd never think that, like, why, I don't know, like. You, you would meet someone, someone from, from there? there? Yeah, and then it was, when it, as well, it was only, like, the odd people from England. And I was like, but, like, when my cousin went to uni in Liverpool, it was everyone from Belfast, like, going to uni in Liverpool. But, I don't know, Glasgow, I felt like. It was like barely anyone. Yeah, Dundee would be a big one for people from Northern Ireland yeah. as well. Um, and there was probably more English people I came into contact with in the middle <laughs> of South Wales than actual Welsh people. Oh yeah. In the university. Yeah, no, I coming over from agree. Bristol or counties like Wiltshire. It was really strange Pretty, how they all came it? over to uni there, yeah. and rather than going to places like Bath, University of West England, Bristol Uni. Yeah. I couldn't get my head around it. I know it is really bizarre when you go. Like, I you just know, expect. Back. I think you just expect to go, and if you're in Glasgow, there's just Glaswegians everywhere. If I'm in Wales, there's South Walesians everywhere. 
think that's the term. Psychoaliens. Psychoaliens. Whatever it is. I'm sure someone will get in touch and tell me. Um, but you just, yeah, you go over and that's what you expect. And then university is actually such a diverse place. You meet people mm. from everywhere. See, when I went, but and then I was completely shocked that I wasn't those people from like Ireland and Belfast and whatever. And they just started, as soon as they started talking, I was like, what? You I feel didn't. like you're straight back home again. <laughs> I was like, I came away to get away from you people yeah. and you're following me. I was the same. One night out in Cardiff in the middle of this place called Live Lounge and Live Lounge is like the Cardiff limelight and in the middle of the dance floor at about one o'clock in the morning when you hear this and it's a group of about 15 or 20 middle-aged Belfast women on a hen do and I thought fuck I done my best to try and stay away from you (laughs) and all I can hear is them I'm sure there was a couple of Welsh students got their eyes open and they've no, seen the party of women. <laughs> uh, did you ever see the video um, of the American in Glasgow? Oh, yes, going round. And <laughs> see, when I went, I couldn't wait. Like, do you know that nightclub, the garage or something? And yeah. So I, like, well, I That's brilliant. I it? loved it, yeah. There was foam parties and all flat out at it. And it was like, see, the nightlife over there is completely different to here. I feel like now our nightlife is going completely downhill. Our nightclubs are unreal. Like there's constant all different rooms, so every room you go into, it's like all different types of music. But the foam parties and all I've had at them, oh my god, I've been loved, loved, loved. That's probably a bit that I miss as well. And it's constantly you're just walking everywhere. So I think I've never had a KFC from it, but I've never loved KFC so much in my life. Every night out, I just go. Because over there we didn't have it here at the time. They done Robinson's drink. <laughs> really? Yeah, they do like Robinson's fruit juice, but like in a big cup. I loved that, and the gravy and all over there was so much nicer. And, and then hit or miss water or lunch. You go to the KFC down the road from Lavery's, and it's filled with rats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like completely. Oh my god! I think no. it's actually cleaner if you eat your food off the floor rather than the there, tables. <laughs> over there had security that's one thing that i tried explaining to foreign students that were with me they couldn't get their head around it like our places to eat like mcdonald's and kfc need door staff yeah that's fucking nuts i know completely and it's very weird as well like it took me a while to get used to so if you go for a night out here, you're out for 10 o'clock, so you're getting ready earlier. Yeah. Where over there, I'm not getting ready. Well, obviously, praying as we're students, like, you're ready enough, but you're not getting out to about 12 or 1 because the nightclubs open before, and yeah. 5 and 6 or whatever. So I was took me a while to get used to that. And then once I came back, everybody else was wanting to go to bed at 1. I was like, no, boss. <laughs> I was we like, need to keep going. going. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? like completely completely different like yeah one of the best nightlife experiences i had was a couple of years ago when i went over with a couple of friends to seville one of my friends works out there for the football club and there was four of us and again i was just so used to that routine of right i'll start drinking around seven then yeah. we'll get taxis organised for around 10 and we'll head out to the clubs. I started drinking at 7 and they were looking at me. <laughs> they couldn't understand why I was doing it. And the clubs over there are open, 
hoping even later. It's like seven in the morning because they obviously they start later and their the day isn't as long. It's so weird. Like they have their dinner at about nine or ten o'clock at night. That's a normal time to eat in Spain. No, that's like you have us sitting here at five o'clock, nine o'clock here. You're like, well, they're trying to eat. Can we get a McDonald's? Like Uh, a snack. Like. (laughs) Whereas they're having their dinner at that time, but then yeah, I was maybe standing in the middle of a dance floor surrounded by loads of Spanish people and they have so much energy and I just wanted to go to bed uh, yeah, no. at three in the morning and I'm standing like bag push just yawning oh, I to go. literally how do you order a taxi in Spanish <laughs> I don't know <laughs> no that wasn't a question oh, I was going to try and jump up I was in character. Oh. I was reminiscing. Oh, well, to be honest, I thought you were going to say, and then you weren't, so I thought you were asking. That's why I was going to go. No, no, no. no. <laughs> no. Charlie had a blah moment. <laughs> oh, God. Another one to add to the list. <laughs> My word. Um, not as bad as Brian. No, not as bad as Brian. Our friend Brian. If you are listening, buddy, I'm sorry, but. <laughs> <laughs> He means no harm, that boy. He's the loveliest man. If Aww. you ever, if you ever meet him, he is such a lovely man. Yeah. But he's a wee heart of gold. But he just his heart's in the right place. place I think but is his the brain phrase. just doesn't. Or what's the other phrase that we used? He's harmless. Yeah. He's harmless. Um, doctors don't <laughs> trying to work out what's wrong. It's like I've seen him friends like where she goes ah there's a I think there's a little child in this man and Chandler goes yeah the doctors say if they remove it he'll die that's <laughs> <it'd be> fine. <laughs> oh Jesus oh what a poor poor soul but again you don't mean it Brian time. we'll go for Starbucks yeah. to make up for oh god well Chelsea will bring you a Tim Hortons right to your front door <laughs> or maybe You'll bring me one with my temp. <laughs> and you'll get shot with his bow and arrow. Oh, God. That's me. Like, the bow and arrow. It's like me saying... <laughs> oh, people just people don't understand this. Because they don't know. Well, long story short, he bought a bow and arrow. For no particular reason. he practices in his back garden. So, if at any point, when you're sitting down to your dinner and you're watching BBC Newsline... <laughs> And you say there's been a terrible accident in Magabry. <laughs> you know that this man is responsible. Oh, so whoever's God. cat that is, he can only apologise in advance now. Poor Brian. Poor Brian indeed. Uh, we'll try and go back to some sort of normal. <laughs> no, no. We've literally spiralled on to this typical laugh. This is what you worried about as well, yeah. So yeah, talking about uni and stuff like that as well, the experience that we would have shared is that even though you had friends that you made there, course mates and things like that, I find that university was maybe one of the lonelier times in my life. People were maybe able to drive home and see their family and you were almost left there, sort of helpless yeah. a little bit. Um, how did you sort of cope with that, I guess? Um, well, <clears throat> I completely agree with what you're saying because as well, even though there was people from Edinburgh to talk to because... They weren't far, so like they could go home, they could see their friends, family, boyfriends and girlfriends, whatever. So like we're all literally in a stuck of face time call and <coughs> you do feel completely and especially it's like what I found as well, if you were going for a night out, 
and you're going home and you're just lying in your room by yourself you just literally felt yeah so sorry for yourself and then trying to get in first move in there getting into the way of like cooking for yourself and like what do you even eat there was times like i wasn't even like eating properly at all like i wouldn't even want to cook for myself i was just feeling so low and i i just like constantly get was getting upset and then what i also found hard was i wasn't enjoying my course but then that was like, do you try and stay and see if you get into it? Like, are you making the right decision to yeah. either come home or are you making the wrong decision? Like, it was really, really hard. But I think then when you start to learn to gain the confidence and start talking to people, like, what I liked as well, there was a one girl's room. It was really bizarre. So there was only one room in each, like, block that had a double bed and there were girl of mine so the rest of us all had single beds yeah so we would all like when we were feeling so low and like just wanted shit we always went into her room and cuddled or lay and watch movies just to all just sit and just chat and just try and cheer one up and it was handy as well uh, i had my car over so we would have went drive would have went to tesco uh, you were able to travel, travel and, and do like it, yeah. just try and find our way about and get used to things but no, well, I would completely agree. Like, people think, oh, my God, moving away from home, independence, it is so lonely, like, yeah. beyond. That, that was one thing I wasn't expecting. Well, no. like I was expecting it. if you were going to move in now with, like, your girlfriend. Yeah, like, you or, like, them, the, same right? with, like, the same as you. Like, you have them. Like, you, get, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, going and doing that on your own is, like, not what it's so hyped up to be, if yeah. you know what I mean. Like, it's all well and good having your flatmates right. and then yeah. people you meet over there in the course yeah. but it's like when the reality door closes the hits, yeah. yeah like that first night where like i lay there that's it hit me pretty hard then you know even though mum and dad were still only just down the road they were staying over for a couple of days just until we got stuff sorted but that first night so you're lying there going this is what it's going to be like yeah it was so strange and then it only got more and more difficult and like yourself i started not enjoying the course um, because it wasn't what I had any interests in. Yeah. So like it's that like, just made it more difficult. Because you, what you're reading online, it seems so interesting, but when you get into it, it's completely opposite or something yeah. than what you expected. It was so boring. I was like, like I was so disappointed in as well because I was going to myself, this is what I want like a career in. Yeah. But I feel like I'm not enjoying it. Like, is this the right thing for And I was so panicky going, like, where am I actually going to be going here in life if I'm not actually enjoying what I think I really, really want to do? Yeah. And same with me from when I was maybe second or third year. I know it sounds sad to say, but I wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. What kind of young person wants to grow up and be the person that they hate in school? <laughs> I don't think I think you'd be a really good teacher. I don't think people would hate you. Just you'd just come off a random nonsense. I would you know? be I would be that one teacher that like if someone came in like you'd be like you'd just have to be so sarcastic. Yeah, assume, yeah. Cause... If someone came in to read an, an announcement like a little first year that's all sheepish and really nervous because they're reading to an upper sixth class and I would just rip them to pieces. Literally. Or I would be that teacher that they start... people go home and cry. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My teacher believed me. <laughs> Mr. The sarcastic comment. Mr. O'Brien was nasty to me again, mommy. It's not fair. No, I would be that teacher that they would call job or like a nickname yeah. when I'm older, just because you have a smaller class and stuff like that. But that was what I wanted to be, and then I wanted to teach history because every history class I had, I loved every single teacher that I had. 
and was really interested in it and I'm still interested now in certain bits but when I go away to Wales and pick up the course you're learning about coal mining in the 18th century and railway tracks going through the Bride Tunnel and you read Victorian and you think oh yes I'm going to learn about industrialization and things like that and then you get in and it's really really dull I was listening the other day to my daily drive do you listen to the daily drive on Spotify yeah it's quite good I, I, I listen um, thought on Spotify I um, don't understand Spotify I, Apple music type girl I heard <laughs> I heard actually heard this um on another podcast um from a girl I went to school with there's a thing called the daily drive on Spotify and what it is is like some of your songs that you would listen to but mixed in between is like little news bites mm. so there's a daily briefing there's maybe a sports update because it knows that i'm interested in sport and there's a little breakdown and then separated in between is music one of the things this morning was um a story about the health service and they're making some changes to words relating to parenthood so things like you wouldn't just say the mother you could say mothering partner or mothering parent or breastfeeding is now becoming chest feeding and it's all to become a bit more trans friendly in certain aspects yeah you then flick on twitter and people are having an absolute meltdown like it's just a word Get on with if you if you want to keep calling it breastfeeding, do that. Someone else is going to call it something different. I honestly couldn't care less. Mm. You know, if you want to use chest feeding or breastfeeding or mother or mothering parent, you use that word. But if I use it, I don't want to offend because it's just the word that I use. Yeah, a few things like you can say like like you can say one thing and people go no, that's like racist. Yeah. Like you'd be afraid sometimes that nowadays to say things because you're scared of offending someone. Yeah. Another one I seen was the term lads. Someone getting offended by lads because it's sexist because it's only males. Oh my See God. when I say lads, I include everyone. A lad is not a boy to me. A lad is a mate in a group. Yeah. Well lads, lads were, the crack. Yeah. <laughs> you're one of the very first people that would say that and so would I. Yeah. Lots the crack. I go well lads. Uh, even if it, I would even say that if I get out with your brown well lad, that's correct. Yeah. Like I get on like more of a man. <laughs> yeah, but that's the, that's the thing. That's the, just a word. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to mean a gender yeah, or anything like that. Yeah. It's just people putting that meaning on it and suddenly driving. And that's why there's so many people like with on social, social media. Yeah, like with social that media, split. it can be a good thing and it can also be a very, very dangerous thing, I think. Like even this is a wee bit sort of off, to- off topic, but it's like, People sort of like having an opinion. Did you see the thing with Kim Kardashian uploading the photos of North? No. So th- there was like a thing. She North and Kim Kardashian's like best mate, the toxic. Um, her child and North go to like an art class, and they upload the fo- Kim Kardashian uploaded the photo to a story of North doing this painting, and I mean, this painting is like Picasso. Like it is amazing the child is like seven or eight or something and like she's went on instagram and everyone has given her so much stick that god like your child would not paint that and then she uploaded her friends 
and then she uploaded photos of like Kanye, you know, like what his paintings used to be like. Yeah. So it's like more or less like she, so like I've had people in my family have done art, and I'm not saying it would amaze me, but it would be decent art. Like, you know, it's like sort of runs in the family, like you're into it and this is what you're good at, if that makes sense. So she's put up saying like Kanye's been really good at art, now your child went for art classes and has done this amazing painting. And, and everyone and has blew up over uh, Twitter. And to how say old is North? Seven. Because I'm looking at this and... <laughs> I've seen so many people on Facebook post saying, I want a video and tutorial of this child painting this painting to believe. Uh, like, I don't believe, but... No, I, I would need proof as well. The only bit I would imagine <laughs> that is hers is the word North and the smiley My face, face. <laughs> painted at the bottom of it. My word, that's stunning. Isn't it? Do you know what? I think I'll post that on the Instagram page after this episode and you can all look at it but my god that's actually if that is north's painting i can believe it like i was just like i was too busy licking the paint (laughs) never mind actually putting it under the canvas i'm gonna dip my foot in the paint and get foot painted (laughs) i I'd probably have a painting somewhere that was made with potatoes she put up um another photo on her story and it was like a handbag that north painted it was like no it looked a bit like abstract but she yeah. done it like when she was like a baby not even one and it was dead funky and she had like handprints yeah. all on it she was like so my she was, was like writing my baby's been like an artist for no age so for like fair play they are admitted they must be paying top-notch artists to be teaching them kids like oh absolutely they, they have the world's best painters in teaching it's for that to be done i couldn't believe it my jaw dropped when That's, i see that it. is actually on the <laughs> I'm shocked at how good that is. If that is North's painting, that is fantastic. My God. (laughs) Your face. I'm so shocked. I actually am so shocked. Uh, Well, I'm glad I shared that with you. But again, probably have to take it with a pinch of salt. How much of it is actually hers? You know, could she have maybe painted and shaded it and it was like traced out for her? You never know. But even still for it to be painted, painted pretty damn well. Ah, that like, is pretty good. But like you said there, obviously. It's took blew up all over Twitter, all over Instagram, people having their opinion. And put, see for like it being a seven year old child to paint it, some people put pretty nasty things on. And you're yeah. like, Jesus Christ, go look after your own seven year old child. Just rein it in. Like, rein do it you know in. what I mean? Yeah, exactly. In like, a way, you have to take a step back. If that is or isn't that child's painting, in what way does that affect your life? None. And in so. and in what way does that guarantee you the right to go in on a seven year old? Literally, some people are just too quick to judge and need to literally type down and mind their own and sort themselves out and worry about what's going on around them and in their household. Exactly. Thing I just don't understand. And, and that's some people I especially here I feel like a lot of people here are very small minded. They don't like to see people do good and don't like to support yeah. other people. Do you know what I mean? Like, why would you not want it? Like, Ev- the likes of this here. Everyone like, would be very quick to like, people criticize. Could, people could be quick to criticize. Going, Jordan, why do you want to start a podcast? Like, wise up. Like, do you know what I mean? They sort of look and at you a bit strange for doing something different. different. And you're like, because that's what I, I am. I want to be different. I, why should I do, like, what everybody else is doing? Why do I want to yeah. be small-minded? I think big, and I see the bigger yeah. picture. So It's just what I'm interested in, and it's what I yeah. want to do. I don't care what everyone else's thoughts are. If this podcast gets... 10 listeners every week that's 10 more than i thought i was ever gonna get yeah exactly like people are always quick to me why would you never stay in little i would get to like do this head wage thing and i'm like who the hell 
want to like that's I'm there that's like literally just a student part time basic job that I want to do what do you think I'm going to uni for just for the crack like <laughs> do, do you know what I mean I'm going to uni to study fashion and people go why do you want to do fashion like that's blah 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 and I'm like because I see how I see myself and where I'm going with it yeah. is somewhere big and if you don't like it mind your own business and, and keep your opinion and yourself. that's another thing as well fashion that's probably an area where people look around and have a stereotype and they're just they very very quick to judge. judge exactly like where i've seen i have a friend like she just graduated and she but she loves like modeling and like i'm not as confident in that aspect but yeah. she's doing so well and she's working with so many big brands and she's building up like her more like her instagram page and she's like doing amazing and i'm like beyond proud like of what she's like achieved for just only graduating like so and then like there's people that will quick to be judging her on her instagram and you're like just, get just life. like if she's doing well for herself why would you not want to see that person happy like you might be you might be doing well in completely different field of work yeah. so like enjoy that instead of like to be too worried what someone else is doing i just don't understand like some yeah, people to be honest it's, it's, it is a strange kind of mindset for some people to have that they feel that they have to go after someone just because they do stand out in a different yeah. way. And I think it comes down to, I can remember a stand-up comic, he, he made a comment about rap. And it, it's it's suitable for anything. It's People hate what they don't understand. Yeah, no, no they, they don't take the time to actually figure out or like read up on why maybe someone is doing a certain thing or why something may become popular. Yeah. You know, I have no problem with, say for toxic people that go to the likes of comic con and dress up in sort of japanese anime manga style sort of costumes i have no issues with that whatsoever would i personally do it no it doesn't interest me but i wouldn't turn around to someone and say that you can't do that because it's different you know you you may get looks if you're that kind of person that goes out and dresses in it all the time. But you see, as long as you're happy with doing it, you do you, hon. You work away. I'm not going to judge. You can pursue whatever it is that makes you happy because ultimately that's all that matters. As long as you're happy doing it. Mm. Don't listen to what anyone else says. On that topic as well, like I, if I'm, the way I dress, like I would get looks from people who would always be quick to jump. Well, I have commented like, you have just stepped off the plane after being in Milan for a week. But that there, I would take that as like a good compliment where you would have people that would be like, oh my God, like why are you wearing that or why are you saying? And I'm like, fair enough, right? Not in a bad way. You want to be, not basic, but like just be standard. Yeah, your own your style. Time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why is it an issue that I want people, I want people, I want all eyes on me to be like, oh my God. Where did she get that? Where did she get that? Where did she get that? Like, do you know what I mean? That's what I want. Like, I study fashion for a reason. Yeah. And it's to be noticed. Yeah, exactly. It's it's your area and it's your interest and that's who you are ultimately. So like today we're going for sporty chic from Milan. <laughs> and I'm sitting in a pair of tracksuit bottoms and a Dutch top. I'm very unprofessional when it comes to my attire. But again, this is what I am. That's who you are. Like, yeah. you, nobody, why should anybody judge that? Like, exactly. That's what you feel comfortable in. I very, very rarely wear jeans. It's normally tracksuit bottoms or shorts. Yeah, that's me at the minute, to be honest. I've yeah. locked down another company hours. Dad's there, Jammy's there, high school. My, <laughs> I can't believe you just said high school on my podcast. Well, well, you know what I used to say? Um, Dressing gown. 
Yeah, that, then, that's what it is. It's a dressing uh, gown. But you're from school. Belfast, so that makes no, sense. No, in school, like a lot of people used to judge me for saying dressing gown. They don't know what the beach one at the high school. So like both have stuck. So I either say either or, to be honest. That's because you went to school in Belfast. Yeah. And Belfast people say house coat. Well, what's the other thing? It's between dressing gown and house coat, and there's another argument with something too. I can't remember. There's like what people call their front room as well. What do you mean? Like the living room? Yeah, but some people will call it their lounge. I don't know. Good mm, one, Mickey. Yeah. Or I've heard people say TV box, meaning like remote control, where the TV box is like the spare box, you know? Yeah, or the, the remote control. Or like when I was in uni, people like from like the bottom of Ireland and stuff, um, they were calling it the press, where I'm like the hot press, and they were like, no, the press, the cupboard. That was one. Um, I was in uni in Wales, and we had a cupboard under the stairs just like i have one in my kitchen at the minute so what would you call a cover under the stairs well the likes of my granny she does have one i'd say cloakroom cloakroom okay we call it our pokey hole oh uh, yeah, you heard, the, yeah so I've you've heard, heard that, that one, one before yeah. yeah i was in uni and i said pokey hole i said that there was like the hoover was in there if you go into the pokey hole and get the hoover and they looked at me and i just thought i was saying something normal but they looked at me as if i had two heads like what are you actually on about there's so many different ones. The other one, Pokemon or the Pokemon for the ice cream. Yeah, I'd say the Pokemon. And get a poke, yeah. Yeah. I can and re- people would go and poke, poke, and I was like, yeah. no, don't touch me. I No, I said uh, there was a Pokemon outside, and someone thought I said there was a Pokemon outside. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's <laughs> I was like, no, there's a, a po- there's, a, there's a Pokemon outside, and he'll give you ice cream. He's like, you just mean the ice cream man. Like, yeah, no, I mean, I mean the, the Pokemon. Pokemon. Literally, yeah. It's so weird, like, how everywhere is, like, completely different. You just automatically assume because you go up here that everywhere uses those words. Like, I have a friend, and, like, she, she's always, she's, like, from Cross in the Glen, and she was stuff, she even, like, she lives, obviously, the same country as us, but even the stuff she comes off of, and I'm like, what the hell are you even saying? Like, she's just, I don't know, it's like, words and... But, yeah, it's, like so strange how even in this country you can go 20 minutes outside of wherever you live and oh, it's no, already it's different just, it's completely like lisburn and belfast are only maybe 15 20 minutes away from each other and they're vastly different like, you go a further 20 minutes towards like craig Avon and lurgan it's vastly different like she like if you're saying like are you coming she'd go monia <laughs> where when you hear me go monia like monday but she goes monia i have a question for you okay which is what made you start this podcast and what's the name? I wasn't expecting to be interviewed on my own podcast. Well, this is the what is it called? The New Leaf Podcast. No, it's what you said earlier. Oh, how the turntables. <laughs> <laughs> so I said in the very first episode, the reason I started this was obviously my mum passed away in May of last year after she took her own life and she was one of those people that it's the it's the classic case of you wouldn't expect it you you didn't expect it from her if if you knew her as a person she was always vibrant and chatty and stuff um so she was the last person you would have thought of so one of the inspirations behind this podcast was not only is it a place that i can be open with my struggles and how I'm learning to deal with the the consequences of 
such a life-changing event but also to show people that it is possible to talk it is possible to be open you don't have to shut yourself off from the rest of the world you know unfortunately the world will still keep going you might think that it's all gonna come to a standstill when you go through such a traumatic phase but unfortunately the world moves on after life comes death and you just have to sort of get on with it and I recognize that very quickly that yes there's a time for grieving but there's also a time for moving on and mum wouldn't have wanted me to stand and wallow because she'd have come down from the heavens and hit me a fucking slap across <laughs> the head if I did yeah. so I decided at the start of the year that I wanted to do this as a hobby just to be a bit more open and then every week have a chat with someone it can be formal informal personal private it can be open and even for people who are listening as well just to show them that it is possible to be open you don't have to be scared of what has happened and you don't have to let it control your life obviously it's never going to change the facts whether it is losing someone through suicide or even losing a parent through old age alcoholism cancer anything and it doesn't even have to be death it can be you can lose a job you suddenly become unemployed you're going through a divorce with a partner that you've been with and all these different factors like losing kids and houses and custody of things and stuff like that too it just shows that even in the darkest moments the thing that makes us most human is communication so having that presence of mind of still communicating and still talking and being open means that you're speaking the things that are on your mind and it's out there so people understand and can empathize and can help you come to solutions that you need any assistance that you need any help and support is there because if you keep it hidden no one knows but yourself and the most dangerous tool in the world is your own mind your mind controls everything how you think how you feel in terms of it tells you when you're hungry and you need to eat it tells you when you're tired and you need to sleep so it can easily tell you to feel depressed feel sad feel suicidal feel anxious feel worried feel stressed it can control you in such a dangerous way but unless you open up to someone and let them know how you're feeling you're the only person that knows and because your brain is constantly telling you these messages you're not getting the answers so this is a space for me and anyone else to feel that there is always that other option and turn a new leaf i love that i actually really really do that was really nice but and it's like i always find like it's nice as well that like, i really enjoy coming on and getting to talk like even though we're like good friends but there's things we've probably learned today about one another that we yeah. didn't know at all and it was nice especially now with lockdown and all going on like people are feeling a bit more worse by so it was nice to get out and come and speak to a friend and like speaking about it like this year 
like it's the, the way you said you started something new like last year like I, everything else was going really good in my life but like I was unhappy within myself so this year I have started and I've bought myself a diary and I write things down I've started to manifest and like things that are coming true and I used to go manifesting like what are you on about and get into the law of attraction and I really genuinely started to believe it and I've never ever ever been so happy and more confident with myself than I am now like the likes of my birthdays it was competition on Facebook and it, it was like um the, it was when money four hundred pound and I was just like manifesting just writing other things down and then I was like oh and I'm also gonna win Big G's competition four hundred pound and the night of my birthday I got a phone call to say that I won four hundred pound and I genuinely couldn't believe it and it literally boosted me on so much more yeah. to like wanting to achieve like I know that like that was something small and I was so internally grateful for it but I was like for to write something down to win a competition there's so many bigger opportunities that I can manifest towards in my life and I will be beyond more happy than what I am now and it was crazy the thing of just thinking that and getting in that mind process of how much your life can change like and that's only in what we're in now February that's two months yeah in, in two months yeah and having a, a positive mindset you don't always have to be positive all the time Times, don't, don't get me wrong, wrong yeah you there's, have the days, there's like. days where I wake up and just don't really feel at it whether it's you know going into work or and you're allowed them days like yeah exactly that's that's only if you if you were positive all of the time and there was nothing wrong that wouldn't be human yeah you're not human without your weaknesses you're a robot but it's yeah exactly (laughs) but what makes us human is the highs and lows of life but making sure that we don't let those low points control us, us yeah, and, get and manipulate us yeah. into taking darker paths so as long as we are open and chat and even we notice the little differences we mentioned it earlier we notice the little differences between ourselves because we are friends that you take the initiative and it's not necessarily you go out and you know it's hi how are you are you feeling down you yeah. know it doesn't have to be like that you can just open up a little general chat and you notice then in the conversations if they're different but just keep prying away and chipping away at someone and as i mentioned on last week's once i sort of drive that wedge in to someone i pry it open and then suddenly you get them to open up a little bit more and you get them to laugh while they're doing it as well and you sort of you add a little bit of humor in and that sort of sugarcoats things but ultimately the 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 truthful message still comes across in that way yeah there you go there there's the there's the info behind the new leaf podcast and unfortunately that's all the time that we do have to chat about it so chelsea thank you so much don't for forget to like show. and subscribe <laughs> welcome back <laughs> i might just clip that and just like randomly post it in the places just you shouting like and subscribe like and subscribe but and no, we'll be back next week <laughs> but no thank you so so much for coming on i really enjoyed it today I know, well thanks for having me, I'm glad I've came on, learnt new things and it was nice to have a catch up and chat even though we already chatted two hours prior we chatted two hours prior and we chat every single day that we're working together so <laughs> it's nothing new I've just introduced a different surrounding that's all it literally is. literally something new we learn every day so. yeah exactly, so if there is anything you take away from this podcast, whether it be the meaningful messages or 
the fact that Chelsea appears shy, but once you get to know her, she's actually very I'm flamboyant. Not a bitch. <laughs> yeah, and she's not actually a bitch if you just look at her. Take whatever you do anyway. If you need help with any styling tips, I'm your gal. <laughs> <laughs> need history lessons, Jordan's your man. <laughs> no, Kieran's the man. Kieran's the man. Oh, he sorry. actually has, he has the degree. degree. Sorry. Exactly. Well, um, if you're interested in a sarcastic comment, Jordan's your man. <laughs> absolutely. So if you have enjoyed this episode of the New Leaf Podcast, make sure you do check out all the previous episodes as well on Spotify or they're also available on Castos as well. Make sure you go over to the Instagram page as well at New Leaf Podcasts and give it a follow. The best way to stay updated with all giveaways. There's going to be a giveaway very, very soon as well. I hope you'll be entering that one, Chelsea. <laughs> exactly. More will be revealed closer to the time. So yeah, follow the page. It's the best way to stay updated with new episodes and like any and extra <laughs> little extra bits as well. Um, so that is episode six all done, wrapped up and in the history books. So until the next time, stay safe, take pride in everything you do and remember you're all superstars. See you later. <laughs>